how now brown cow how now brown cow scotch 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 into my belly tell me we're recording because i want to make sure this is going out there we're recording uh, Welcome, everyone, to the All Things MSP podcast. I'm your host, Justin Escar. With me is the original OG host, Eric Anthony. We're talking about getting drunk and technology. Welcome to our show. <laughs> I'm really that's, good at that, right? That's a great intro, uh, especially for episode number one, right? Yeah. And and by the way, guys, this is episode number one. Uh, it's going to be rough. We literally decided to record this before we really got started. Because uh, the only way to get started was to actually start because between the two of us, I mean, Justin is much more organized than I am. I just a million things going on. You guys, I'm going to take that as a compliment. I don't, I'm not, cause I'm not organized at all. I do have, I have like an abundance of whiteboards. I'll tell you that much. I was telling the story the other day that in my old office downstairs in my house, um, when I was planning the first com my first conference, I didn't have a whiteboard. And so I grabbed, but I had whiteboard markers in the house. And I took this, I remember sitting, this is very, very vivid, vivid. My dad was sitting on my couch opposite my windows and he was just overhanging out. And I took the screens off of my windows and I started writing on my windows, like as if I was trying to figure out like the theory for like black hole math or something like that. Like my neighbors across the street came and asked my wife if I had like a mental breakdown. Like there was like this much crap happening on my windows. And then it, it was at that point I started investing in whiteboards. So funny enough, I've done the same thing. It wasn't in my house, but in my office at GFI, Logic Now, whatever you want to call it back then, um, I had these great, huge windows in my office, and, and I did the exact same thing. Even though I had, funny thing is, I had a whiteboard, and I still did that because I filled the whiteboard and needed more space. Need more space. See? Great minds think alike, which is why we're here uh, talking about stuff. Let's, so so we right now we're calling this the, uh, the All Things MSP podcast with Justin Escar, kind of like how uh, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Um, but we, we had some other titles, other titles, and, and we're, we're going out to the audience today because it's episode one, and we're going to keep it raw, we're going to keep it rough. We want to know what you guys think this podcast should be as you listen more. Don't try to make, don't make a decision now, because right now it's called the Don't Listen to This Podcast. Um, but we also have the uh, My Life's a Mess Right Now podcast, My Kid is Sick, Why Are We Doing This Podcast, and Don't Start a Podcast Podcast. All of these are legit names that we came up with seven and a half minutes ago as we started recording because that's the situation that we're in. We will eventually get to topics that are important. Um, news, things are happening in the world. Yeah, right? and people need uh, to know. And people need to know. Technology, it exists, how we're working right now. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, we've decided what we, we talked about this. What are we six months in the making here? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you would think we'd yeah. be more planned out by now. <laughs> exactly. Well, the problem is we were like, yeah, that would be a great idea. Let's work on it separately and then come back together with our ideas. And yeah, like that happened here we once. Are. <laughs> No, here we are. We're coming up with our ideas. So, so one of the things we were talking about in a, in a, in one of many phone calls was we'll dive into some MSP stuff. Um, was all of these people who I've noticed recently who are 
moving away from being MSPs and starting MSP helper companies, whether that's, I'm going to help you get clients, I mean, most of them are helping, I'm going to get, help you get clients, MSP marketing, MSP tools. A lot of people are leaving the industry and going internal. Um, and I always just joke around going like, well, if everyone does that, there's not going to be any, any MSPs left to help, um, right? There should be a new class of MSP coming out you know, who are they, where are they, that kind of thing. But I would love to know what your take is on like, have have you seen this trend? Am I, am I just skewed in my views or like, do you see this happening also? No, I, I definitely see it happening and I see it. So let me address kind of each one of those in its own sequence. Um, the move from MSP to internal and internal to MSP, that's always been happening. I didn't see how often it happened until I was working for SolarWinds because we dealt with both sides of the fence, right? And so we saw them going literally just back and forth constantly. Um, right. The MSP to MSP helper, that's relatively new. Like I've noticed a huge surge in that, probably maybe pandemic-ish to just after the pandemic. And, yeah. and one of the ways you see it a lot is you see all of these uh, MSP startups, because that's that's what I noticed first. I noticed that there's this huge surge of, of startup companies that are working just in this space. And then you find out later that it's a former MSP or somebody who still owns their MSP who started that company. And, and some yeah. of them are pretty big. I mean, probably the biggest example that I can think of right now is Pia. Yeah. Oh, so, so, you know, we're going to talk about other vendors on the show. You know, we don't make money. We're not sponsored yet, by the way, call us. Um, but they developed for their own use, um, an automation that links into your help desk that actually in conjunction with your RMM tool and other things can actually do, you know, help desk tickets like, a help desk ticket gets sent in, it gets read, and then the automation takes over and it, it can do the whole solving of the ticket, adding new users, deploying new software. Now, what's interesting about it, and, and then I'll stop talking about it, um, is that it allows the MSP to have uh, control over how much the automation has control over so that a human can still supervise the actions of the automation. So... But, but that's just an example, a big example. Uh, and if you've been to any shows lately, you've seen Pia at most of the, the shows that, that MSPs are going to lately. You know, that's just a, an example of what's happening. But there's, I mean, there's hundreds of them out there. Um, ChannelCon, I think, last year was where I really, really saw how many of these little startups there are uh, that yeah. were started by MSPs. It's funny because... So one for the audience who don't know who I am, I'm on an Apple consulting agency. I'm I, I'm on the Apple side of the MSP thing. We don't even really like the word MSP, but we'll use it anyway. Um, and, and so it's very different for us because of how we do things. But that being said, some of these things still fall into play, right? Because one of the things that I've been toting, and if, if you look up any of my history or, re, or hear any interviews with me, I talk about go build tools. Like I've been talking about this since 2011 when I built Sign My Pad how to go build tools, how to outsource, how to market, how to get lawyers, how to protect yourself, things like that. And what's funny is that I'm seeing 
all of these, like what you're saying, these MSPs are starting these smaller companies to go build tools. Like we build plenty of tools, right? Like one of the ones that we built was to connect FreshBooks, our billing software to Zendesk, our ticketing software, right? Like there was nothing there, so we went and built it. I'm a big believer in going and building your own tools and then also trying to make it into like a side hustle because I'm all about that money, right? Um, I'm okay. I think I'm okay with MSPs staying as MSPs and building tools to help other MSPs. What I think I'm more annoyed at is the amount of MSPs who have left the industry start some sort of like, I'm going to get you a thousand new clients tomorrow because I ran a $50 million MSP and I'm, you know, and, and I, now I realize what I can do is help you become that. I'm sorry. You're saying you left $50 million MSP and you want to help my little rinky dink, you know, company. Like it, like for me personally, the math doesn't work there. Right. Like it just doesn't click. And I understand there's plenty of people who don't want to have a $50 million MSP, but the people who do have a $50 million MSP have that for a reason. Why would you give that up? Right. Like, why would you stop doing like do it in conjunction? Maybe do it as a side thing. But to say, like, I stopped doing it so I can go help you. Something doesn't sound kosher. Yeah. I, I mean, I would agree That's And the other I have a different problem with most of those. Not all of them, but, you know, a, a good yeah, number of them. Yeah, we're broad stroking here. We're not talking yeah, yeah. about... We're not yeah. picking on anybody. Um, is that most of them are telling an MSP exactly how to run their business. And I don't know about you, but I got into my MSP so that I could run it my way. Yeah. Right? Because that's the difference. I'm going to run it my way. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, we did say that this was, this was going to be entertaining. Yeah, we also said it's going to be rough. <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, because, you know, they'll keep watching because they have no idea what we're going to say next. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so yes, I, I agree with you, especially in the case of, you know, that much money. Because if you're making that much money and you're doing that well at growing the business, you should be able to take yeah. that 50 to 100 if if your growth engine is working properly now right. I, you know we'll we'll admit that there is there is a growth engine that gets you from 1 million to 5 million 5 million to 20 million and 20 million to 50 million right those are different animals because size creates different problems and you have to go after different you know verticals different markets to get that much addressable market to be able to, you know, get that much yeah, revenue. Yeah. But, you know, you could have the case and, you know, this would probably, if I were to do something like that, this is probably how it would happen. I would have a $50 million MSP. Somebody would come at me with a ridiculous amount of money to buy that MSP. I would have no choice but to say yes, because I'd be stupid not to. Right. And then go off and because I, I I have this money in the bank, I don't have to really make any money, but I enjoy this business. Well, now maybe I'll go out and I'll take my knowledge of what I did and share it with other people and, and make beer money on it. Yeah. I don't know. Some, some people, I like, 
I'm not going to say everybody. There's some people in our industry who's doing this and it's, and it's working and they're nice. And then there's some people in our industry who are doing this and they're just not nice. I want to talk about though, let's bring this back a because you, you made a comment about the growth engine from 1 million to, to 5 million, five to 20. Sort of. Let's talk about the sub million, right? Because that's where the majority of people are now in that on the Apple place. side of things. Yeah. Like on the Apple side of things, of the Apple consultants that I know, I would say 90% of them are sub million. In fact, I would say even 90% of them are sub half a million, right? Um, and it could just be, there's a couple of reasons for that. One is they're happy with what they have. They don't want growth. They're comfortable. If it's food on their plate, they can pay their mortgage. They can go out for dinner and they're happy. And, you know, they don't hustle or they, they, don't, they don't live that hustler life or like want to be working 24-7 a day. Like, that's cool. Fine. Totally okay with that, right? But then you get the ones that do want to, who who want to grow it and push it. Getting from let's say three hundred thousand to a million, right? I think that's like a, a real, that's a good spot to be in. Like, how do you get there, right? And uh, I went to a, I went to an event that was like, uh, I don't want to mention the name of the event, but the event was a two day event, and it was all about like growing your MSP. And literally, they had three speakers. The rest of them were all sponsor talks about how to manage your Microsoft accounts. Like, I don't think managing Microsoft accounts is going to get you to a million dollars, right? So not on those margins, <laughs> especially the new ones, right? Like, what are they like 50 cents per address? or something? I don't know. It's um, crazy. But if you can, like, how, like, I want to talk, I want to, and this will be a multi, multi episode conversation, because we're gonna keep coming back to this, right? Which is, how do we get those $300,000 to a million? What do you need to do, right? Do you look at it per endpoint? Do you look at it per project? Like for me, somebody asked me the other day and, and I want everyone who's gonna hear this to listen to this question and think about this honestly, right? Especially if you're a single person or a two person on you know, company or whatever. Listen to this question. I have it written down on my whiteboard. Um, what does an eight figure business look like? right? What does it look like to make $10 million? For me, I just straight up did the math. I was like, well, at our price point, that's 4,500 endpoints at full price, right? Which is like a stupid number, but like, I was like, all right, let's break that down further. All right. Well, that's 225 companies with 20 people each. Can I find 225 Mac companies in the United States? Probably. Right. But there's other ways to look at it. So, so what I want to ask, I'm gonna, and what I'm going to ask you now, Eric, is how should MSPs in general think about that growth? How do we go from 300,000 300, to 10 million? So I think you said something there that's very important. You have to look at where you want to be in order to figure out how you're going to get there. Yes. Okay. You have to do the math because if the math doesn't work, it's not going to work. Period. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and by the way, most of us like were technicians that had an entrepreneurial seizure, just like the E-Myth book <laughs> talks about. And, and so we're not business people. And so that's not our default, but we are engineers. We do like order methodologies process. So if you start with the process of, I want to be a $5 million MSP, or I want to be a $10 million MSP, whatever it is, take that number back into it with how many clients at how many endpoints 
that takes. Yeah. And then you can start figuring all of these things out. Now, once you know what the numbers are in order to get to that ultimate revenue number, and, and a, by the way, make sure you're actually going towards a revenue and a profitability number. Otherwise, if you lose track of that profitability, we have to number, talk about that. We definitely have to talk about that. It, it doesn't matter if you if you make five million if you spend six. Yeah, the amount of people who tell me they're like, I have a ten million dollar business. Yeah, how much did you take home last year? About four hundred bucks. Yeah, but it's all a write off. Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you can only write off so much. Um, yeah. But once you get the numbers in place, once you know how many clients you need, you know what size clients those are based on the number of endpoints, all those things. Now you can start saying, okay, if I need 300 clients with 20 endpoints apiece, because that's that's my sweet spot, then I need to generate X number of leads a month so that I can convert X number into customers so that I can get to that number within the next two, three, four, five years, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you further break that down into, okay, how am I going to get those leads? And and this is where um, hopefully my framework, which will be out sometime this year, I'm doing pretty well at getting it all together. This this, uh, this podcast is now called The Accountability for Eric to Get His Work yeah, Done. Exactly. Um, but you have to look at the different stages of your, your client's journey with you, right? Yeah. From everywhere from they don't know you to they're thinking about buying from you to yay, they're a customer, but then there's other things that happen in that wheelhouse where they could churn or they can become an advocate, you know, all things, these little discrete moments that you can break out and say, this is how I'm going to do this because this is what the business that I want to run looks like. Yeah. And, and that's why I built the framework in the first place is so that people could build the business they want rather than the business that somebody else was telling them how to build based on just profitability and just numbers. Cause there's two elements to it, right? There's, the yes i want to make a successful business and a successful business looks like this but i also want to have a successful life and yeah. what does that look like because yeah. if you don't have both it's not worth doing no that's 100 percent right i think there's there's i work with a business coach who, who who reiterate that to me very often right have gratitude for the things you have in life um and and it but the two things that she teaches me the most which is have gratitude with things in life and have the abundance mindset, not the scarcity mindset, right? Yep. Um, and both of those play into what you're talking about here, right? How do you break that down? There is an abundance of work out there, right? As, you know, to say that you need 300 clients sounds like a lot when you're a single person entrepreneur, but if you honestly think about how many people there are out there in the United States alone, let alone the rest of the world, who you can help with your skill set. Now the thing is obviously you need to differentiate a little bit from from everybody else and I you know and again I can only speak from personal experience running an apple shop. There's only so much difference I can be than another apple shop, right? Um, so it's what are the value adds that you are that you can tack on to your company. I have friends who value add uh, storage or networking support. We value add training and hardware repair like all of these different things. So to differentiate yourself enough, have that as your value add and then think, okay, this value can work. I can get 300 clients at 
$200 a piece, right? Quick math, I'm gonna use my calculator, 300 times 200 is uh, $60,000 uh, a month. $60,000 times 12 is $720,000. That's 300 endpoints, not even 300 clients. Let me do it again. 300, we'll, we'll edit. 300 times 20 times 200 times 12, and that's $14 million, mm -hmm. right? Because you said 300 clients, 20, 20 seats, $200 a seat, 12 months. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. by the way, this tells you what you need to hire for too and what you need to plan to hire for. Because, you know, depending on what number you use, I prefer the 300 to 500 endpoint per tech number. Um, Justin probably has an opinion as well. Um, because, the, <laughs> well, because let, let's be fair. I've seen that number go from 100 endpoints all the way up to 1,000 endpoints. Okay? Yeah. And do I think it's possible? Yes, because you could have 100 endpoints per tech be a very high-end boutique shop that charges a gazillion dollars a month per endpoint, and it works. Yeah. If you employ automation correctly, yes, you can probably support 1,000 endpoints per tech. For the people that we're talking to right now, I'm saying somewhere between 300 and 500. And so then if you know you have these many endpoints that you need to support and your goal is to support, say you're starting out now, you're a one man shop, you have 300 endpoints, okay? So you don't have any issues supporting those 300 endpoints, but you wanna to grow to 600 by the end of the year. You know that you're going to need to hire that extra tech before the end of the year and probably to get them trained up before you hit 450, 500 endpoints managing yourself. Right. So that's where the math comes in. And you and you plan ahead. That's the whole goal here, right? This is what we're talking about. Plan ahead. Say to yourself, okay, if 300, if I can't do more than 300 and I need someone by 450, how much do I need to sock away in a profit account? And, you know, we'll do another episode where we'll talk about, um, well, we could tap into Mike Michalowicz's, uh, uh, what does he call it? Not Pumpkin Plan, the other one. Um, is it profit fixed? First. Profit First. Profit First, yeah. Yep. yeah I have we'll Fixed This Next is right over here, like on my bookshelf. Oh, yeah, that's, that's I also I love that one, one too. Um, but you plan ahead, you put the money in, in a, you know, in a, in another account and you save that up to be able to afford that other tech or afford that time that you need to do to train them and stuff like that. So all of this is planning, right? Much like this first episode, all of this is planning, but then we need to take action, right? So what are you going to do? So I think, uh, you know, there's plenty of avenues out there. I think listening to this podcast is a good start. Um, you know, if we provide some more better content, there's plenty of other podcasts that are out there. We'll bring them on as guests and stuff like that in the future. Um, we want to, we, what you want to do and what we want to teach you as an MSP, as you, the listener or watcher is to understand that the two of us have gone through this. I'm still going through it, right? I'm still in a, in a, in a massive growth phase for my own company and whilst we like to crap on msp helpers we're going to become that for you but we're going to come that for you in a way where it's real it's tactile right i'm a no bullshit no frills kind of guy i'm not here to sell you a ten thousand dollar a month package to learn how to get more clients when every other day i say to my other friends and my other colleagues how do you get more clients i'm not going to sell you on that i'm not trying to sell you on anything what i'm trying to get sell you on is for you to continue listening to, to the two of us as we go through this journey of how do we enhance your business? How do we make your MSP better by learning from people who are in the trenches?
Yeah, that, and I, I, great point. And and one thing I want to say because somebody, I guarantee you, somebody out there is saying, but you guys didn't plan this podcast very well. Yes, you're right. We have an idea. We we know what we want to do. We don't really have a we don't have a monetary goal. We don't yeah. honestly, we don't even have a subscriber or a podcast listener uh goal right now because that wasn't the major influence for us doing this. What I want you to take away from what we're doing here is that we are doing something rather than doing nothing. Because sometimes you don't want to spend all the time planning you just want to go and you want to do something so that you get results good or bad so that you can evaluate those results change what you're doing and improve it's better if you know what your goal is yeah. but sometimes you just got to get started this is the getting started episode i can't wait to i can't wait to see how many one star reviews we get honestly like i cherish those i want to see like I, go out there and blast us. I'm okay with it. I'll cry later and take drugs to like deal with it. But it's fine. But like, go out and blast us because yeah, it is our first episode, and our planning for this was a couple phone calls. We have a couple of list ideas that we want to do. But really, what what I think I want from from the audience is I want that feedback, right? Because that's something you don't get when you're trying to get clients. You don't get feedback right away. It takes a while to get feedback. I get. I'm going to get immediate feedback here. We want to know from you who's listening. You've been a member of the All Things MSP Facebook group for a while. You might know Eric from his past work. You might know me from my past work. Like, we're trying to come together and build a bigger community, a better community. Tell us what you want to hear. What? Tell us, ask us questions, AMA, ask whatever you want to ask and say, like, and we'll answer them on the show. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that, right? Our goal here is, well, we don't, as we said, we don't have one, but like what I would love to do is let's bring up, we're going to bring on some guests. We have plenty of friends in the community. Um, we're going to just help you grow your MSP because we, because that's what we love to do, right? Like my true passion in life, like everyone always asks me this, like, what, what do you do? Like, what's your thing? My thing is I love helping other companies grow, right? And don't get me wrong. I want to grow my own. But like I love, love, love helping other companies go grow, which puts me into the business consultant range, which puts me into an MSP who's now an MSP helper, which is a problem. It's a self-perpetuating issue. I, it's something I've been dealing with for 42 years. Um, but I want to help you grow, right? And if I can, at the end of the day, go to bed knowing, hey, this MSP asked us a question and we answered it and I know it's the positive move and that's it. Like then that's what this show should be about. And that's what you, the listener, should be in it for. And and yeah, that'll make me happy. Yeah. And that that and a six pack of high a six pack of high noon. <laughs> six pack of high noon. That that was the pre-show conversation, by the way, and we won't get into that right now. It'll be well, what's the thing where you have to like after after we'll have some end credits and then you'll hear it at the end of that. It'll be like our little uh the outtake. Marvel. It's the Marvel, it's the Marvel uh cutscene during the credits. There you go. Yeah. And you guys know that my motivation for doing this is the same. Now, we will probably keep track of metrics because we're both metrics guys. I mean, that's just the way we're built. Also, those metrics are going to tell us whether or not this is landing correctly, whether or not it's actually resonating with you guys. And so one of the big things that we, you know, and Justin already asked this, is that you guys tell us what you want to know, because 
we're plugged into different parts of this industry, right? Justin's in the Mac part and, and still living in the MSP world. Um, he's done quite a few acquisitions, so he's got that knowledge as well. You know, I have my former MSP knowledge, plus I have the vendor side now for the last 10 years, uh, plus, you know, all the CompTIA stuff I do as well. So, you know, we have a lot of different kind of visions into this industry. And, and I think that's one of the things that's going to really help this podcast, right? Is that people are going to know, um, you know, what happens behind the door on the vendor side or on the MSP side or on the, the, the side of the person acquiring a business or the side of the person being acquired, right? Yeah. All of those viewpoints are important. So, um, we should probably, I mean, that's probably a good place to stop for episode Done. one. And Done. Uh, so, but, you know, preview of next time. What, you know, next time uh, we still have like, we still have origin stories to do. Yeah, we'll do origin stories next time. Okay, next time is origin stories. All right, you want to sign us off? This has been the All Things MSP podcast with Justin Asgar and OG host Eric. Uh, thank you for listening and, uh, listen to episode two. I promise you it'll get better. <laughs> yeah, we promise it'll get better. Bye. Somehow.